0: Welcome to New Type Flash. This is a podcast where every other week we come to you with Gundam Universal Century in a more or less chronological order. This week we are coming to you with Gundam Zeta episodes 14 through 16. With us today we have Scotty P. When Amuro fries again, is it going to be...
1: we think he's going with the peanut oil or like the... does he have... does his fryer like does the one in Cheyenne have like that special cooking oil that they
0: like haven't changed? Are you sure he's not even using an air fryer?
1: Mm. And Luke.
0: This episode marks
2: when we officially have two Amaro's in a single episode. And surprisingly,
0: I didn't want to kill myself. Two Amaro's. Yeah. Camille and Amaro. Amaro. Oh, oh, Amaro. Okay. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah, and new new old Amaro is is better. Amaro just not...
2: new old, new old Amaro is much better than old Amaro.
0: Yeah, he's, he's still got his issues, but um, he uh, he eventually humps him out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zeta episode 14.
1: That is, that is one way to put that.
2: <laughs> if you've read the novelization, you'll know that eventually he didn't suck anymore.
1: Is there a novelization of uh, of Zeta?
2: I'm in of uh, the original series, but I think so. I think there's a novelization. Is of Zeta. there? Yeah, but I think it's like not as official as the
0: original series. I know there's like there's the Beltorchica's children, and then there's uh, what what is that the the Hathaways flash novels. Well, um, I know well, there's a unicorn is. novel or two.
1: Bel children is a lead into to Torchica's Children's Char's Counterattack, right. or something like that. It is a splinter, like, alt- it is actually, uh, we're not talking, like, Thunderbolt meme level. Like, it's actually an alternate timeline thing. Um, because that's where you have things like the High New and the Nightingale and stuff. Um, anyway, uh, and, uh, yeah, Unicorn was novels originally. Yeah. So Unicorn is a case cool. of Gundam doing what, Every other anime on earth does, which is takes a work that was a novel and then adapts it into something
0: else. And even uh, NT was like, like a wasn't that like the epilogue of the novel or something? It is. Lines?
1: It is roughly based, and I, I really do mean roughly based on a yeah, like follow-up unicorn novel. That was called Phoenix Hunt.
0: Yeah, and and I think they later turned them into manga, but th- yeah, it was originally. Um, Isn't it Phoenix
2: Hunt? Probably, yeah.
0: You know what they meant, though.
2: Well, I remember being mad that they just left a letter out, and I had to say Phoenix the whole
0: time. <laughs> it's all right. Nugget doesn't mind. <laughs> all it's
2: right. Been, it's been two weeks since the last episode. I, I don't know if anyone will. Recognize, I don't know what that's about.
0: <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they remember. Or hopefully not. <laughs> All right. The Republic of Xeon uh, we learned, is independent, but under Federation control. Um, the Titans, w- w- with the Titans um, in charge now, uh, the Republic of Xeon has begun taking independent actions. Um, and we learn that the Federation doesn't care because they don't care what happens in outer space. So this is kind of like, we get like a little kind of like prologue of, uh, of what's happening out in space, even though it doesn't really matter right now. Um, they're just kind of like, at the beginning of episode 14, they say, "They give it's a monologue. So we learn that things are happening in outer space and the Federation just doesn't care. Um, we get to meet uh, Rosamia. Rosamia. How do how, how we say it? Rosamia? Sure. It depends. <laughs> I go yes. with I go with Rosami, Okay. Um we see her it, taking off in a gaplant. Gaplant. Man, we just get all these fucked up pronunciations. <laughs> and the worst part is we can't even trust the the dub. <laughs> could be could be gap plant. Jabral.
1: Could be gay plant.
0: <laughs> there we go. Yeah um yeah so she had uh, Rosamia has a Gaplant that's what I'm gonna call it and I'm gonna stick with it um better yeah but she very very brief intro from her with her right now um we'll get more into her uh in in about 30 seconds um we learn that Camille is pissed off at char for not being hurt about uh Roberto's death um, we we talked about earlier that um, Apple had uh, cried the tears of time. Well, Char did not. <laughs> uh, yeah, but nothing... Char is basically like, hey, man, I'm a soldier. This is war. This is what happens in war. Go fuck yeah. off.
1: And it's one of those Camille emotional maturity dick moves of trying to tell someone else how to grieve.
0: Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Camille. Um, and in the next scene, we learn a little bit more. About Rosamia, she is from the New Type Lab, or she comes from the New Type Lab, and she is a Titan officer. Now, we should, we need
1: to talk about these New Type Labs a bit, as I ruin our effort to make this episode quicker than the last one. Um, okay, fair <laughs> enough, it happens. So, these New Type Labs are essentially your uh, sequel, if you will, to the Flanagan Institute from the one- year war which produced folks like Lala and what they're really doing is creating artificial or as they become known here eventually soon in the series cyber new types and she's from the Augusta new type lab which is one of a couple in North America that the Titans have which they've just taken control over which is a little throwaway line of dialogue in episode 13 um, and the fun fact here the so the Augusta new type lab is one that, we maybe know where it is um, because Oakland, it's, you think maybe California, but then there's debate on whether it's actually translated correctly, possibly was meant to be Orlando. Anyway, we don't know. I was but, under the impression it was in South Carolina. So this, yeah. So Oakland is the one we don't know, but Augusta, yes, it is. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yep. Yeah, so close to, if you're thinking Augusta, Georgia, roughly, yeah. Um, but it's in South Carolina. It is located in Clarks Hill Lake where the, um, it's, uh, where the, the, it's on the North shore of the Clarks Hill reservoir. Although fun fact, um, the federal designation for that is Lake Strom Thurmond.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I saw that, man. Yeah, I sent that man. to you guys. Um, but yeah, yeah, what a
1: racist Lake. Incredibly. Yeah.
2: So, uh, Moving past that.
0: <laughs> no, th- this this guy was famous for being racist. That oh yeah, he would if he was, tell, if he was still alive, he would tell you he was. Like, yeah. <laughs> Except it turns out that he, he um had an affair with a black woman and has children by her. I don't know if that makes
1: him not racist.
0: No, it doesn't make him not racist, but it makes him a hypocritical racist, which it adds irony. Okay. Yeah. All right hey. like Strom Thurmond. Uh, anyway, uh, Augusta <laughs> uh,
2: is where the uh, the Gundam Alex was developed. Yeah, fun fact, just throwing that out
1: there.
0: That's where they have one of the PGA t- uh tournaments, too, isn't it?
1: That that one's recent. New type new. lab, <laughs>
0: Do they have yep. a
2: good course there <laughs> in the lab.
0: I'm sure if they're still doing golf and uh, th- they still have that. Yeah.
2: Well, I haven't seen it, but although actually Texas Colony, I think had a golf course.
0: Hey, there mm-hmm. we go. There we go. PGA in space. Um, yeah. So we get to, Oh, did you want to talk more about the the new types?
1: Not really. I think there'll be better opportunities later. I yeah. just wanted to, yeah, okay. it's one of those All things, right. another one of those things that the show dumps on you without, very much explanation
0: of what it is. Yeah. All right. So um we go back and see Kotz still hates Amuro. Uh, Kotz is really on Amuro's ass for so much of the next few episodes and like the last episode. Um, he's He just like thinks Amuro is a failure. Um, You know, He, he I, and I guess I kind of see it like Amuro that he grew up with for the most part was the Gundam pilot uh, from the white base, you know, like he saw him like being, uh, a war hero and all this stuff, and now Amuro is basically like uh, a shut-in Kiko type kid, you know, um, not of his choice, but whatever. Um, but Frau kind of jumps in on on the pile on and uh, throws some shade at Amuro for not doing anything at the airport. She's like, "Ah, well, you know, you could you could get out of here if you wanted to." And he's like, "Okay, all right. If everybody's going to jump on my nuts, then." Well, hey, there's a freighter over there that's refueling right now, isn't there?
2: Fine, I guess I'll escape.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if everybody's gonna call me out, I'm gonna have to go like do stuff.
2: Listen, um, I'm so rich, I shouldn't
0: have to do this. Yeah. it's like I could just retire. Um, yep. Yeah, so, uh, Amro takes uh, cats with him and goes into the bathroom to go find Hayato. Um, I know that sounds weird, but it's what happens. Uh, so Amuro has a tail. Amuro with a child goes into the bathroom. <laughs> uh, things without context. Um, yeah, so they, they've shown it every once in a while in, in the episode, but Amuro had a tail that was in the airport that was, like, following him around. Um, and after a while, his to- tail noticed that, um, that he uh, – had disappeared into the bathroom with this kid for a little bit too long. And he was worried for one reason or another um, and goes and looks for him. And he notices that Amaro has escaped through the bathroom. <laughs> the fed spook following him is just doing a terrible job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Especially considering they probably have way better technology at this time. Like just fucking throw a little GPS in his shoe. They're probably not paying him enough. Um,
2: (laughs) He's minimum wage fed spook.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think think that's going to be our our title for the episode is minimum wage fed spook. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, so back into uh, sh- seeing Shar. So Shar attacks uh, Rosami Rizumi- force in his mobile suit, um, but Camille is kind of staying behind in the Aldumla, um, shooting from inside the plane. Um, and they never really say why that they forced him to stay in there, but they did. They said stay, and only Shar's going to fight. Um, the Aldumla is taking a ton of fire. Um, and Camille basically says, fuck this, I'm launching, uh, even though Shard tells him not to, and he launches to attack Rosamia or Rosamia. I'm never going to get her name right.
1: I I thought I had taken them and now I'm finding them on the page. My gap plant notes are here. Go for it. And this is actually a, it was designed as a space use mobile suit. But it can be used on Earth, obviously, right? Because she is. Yeah. The like specific actual important note about it is that it can only be piloted by cyber new types because of the excessive G-forces. A normal person would not be able to pilot it. I don't know how um, cyber new types are apparently not as susceptible to gravity, but okay. That Their is- brains are mush, so it
0: just doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I guess, right? Yeah, it's
1: <laughs> it's all just a slosh of gray matter, and it somehow still works. I don't know. Um, the only other note I had on it is that the there is a variant of the super advanced of Seda, which is the TR five Hyru, and it is way cooler looking. Oh, and this was developed at Augusta and Oakland. So, yeah.
0: I'm gonna have to look at that uh, in a second while we're talking about something else. Um, yep. So. Uh, Ros- uh rosamia and camille are fighting but they're able to uh talk to each other while they're fighting and it's not clear to me if they're just talking over radio which wouldn't make sense because they're fighting and there would be minofsky particles um but i'm assuming that they're like talking through new type powers and they just neither of them really know that well camille's but- grabs
1: onto it at one point and they're communicating through that like does he yeah, grapple? Yeah,
0: I didn't realize that they actually like grappled at that point. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's where you have that happen. It's that skin touch thing, which I hate the name of that, but anyway. Yeah. And you're it's right, con- the advanced row looks really nice. The T R five. How do you say it? <laughs> it's H R A I R O O. Um. That's weird. I don't know why they romanized it as that. And it, it's, yeah. it's a Gyapran TR5 Adubansudo Furairu. That's, that's the Japanese. Hmm. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so they talk and they're like, she is mocking Camille for being a kid, basically. Uh but she doesn't what she doesn't bring up is the fact that he has a girl's name which is really kind of her um
2: <laughs> you suck you're really young <laughs> my name you're young and suck i, I don't really think that's relevant uh uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yeah um so char is basically able to to show up and push her away and um
1: because she's running out
0: of gas yeah and she
1: got plants they use a lot of gas
0: yeah so she has to retreat Um, and again, this is just another, another example of them being overpowered by these new suits. Um, hopefully, you know, they get new suits and this won't happen anymore. Uh, We'll have to see. Um, (laughs) uh, so Hayato basically, they're like, are you going to like smack the shit out of Camille for launching without permission? He's like, no. I'm not going to pull a bright. Um, but we learned that Camille basically says, like, I was feeling, he says, I was feeling drawn in by the mobile armor, similar to what ha- was happening with uh, Saraku's suit. And um, I think it was Emma, or it might have been Rekko It was basically like, one, one of the girls was like, yeah, I know that feeling. And they were like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Yeah, um, so uh, Ro- Rosamia he- heads back to um, Buran's uh, Buran Blutarch, Buran, yeah, blueron Blutarch, and uh, she heads back to his group. Um, and he says that he will launch another attack uh, as soon as Rosamia meets up with them. So, uh, we learn that. Oh, this is probably what you were talking about. Um, Rosamia's lungs have been enhanced. That is probably why she's able to to sustain, you know, extra G's. So like her, her, uh, her organs are stronger through the cyber. And and he specifically says at this point, I think this is the first time we hear this in the series. He calls her a cyber new type. So because he's having to put on a helmet because of the high altitude. Yeah. Yeah
2: he actually used the term cyber new type? Yep,
0: he says cyber new type. This is the, I think this is the first instance we ever hear uh, in the show of that. Um. Yep, so Baron like Scotty mentioned, puts on his suit, heads out, um, and Camille and Shar engage Baron and his troops, um, and they are charging the Aldumla, trying to take it down. Um, Char detects Amuro and is like, what the hell? Oh, who's that? It's my high
1: grade Ashimar. I just wanted to grab it. Oh, since nice. He's he's doing his fighting. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So um, Shard detects Amro during this fight. It's like, what the hell? Why am I detecting Amro? Um, and then Amro just like pulls this ace in the hat move where he just rams a a plane into Baran's mobile suit. Um, and Baran is able to or is forced to order. A a retreat. Um, as his suit is blowing, or as the plane's blowing up, Camille catches Amaro in his hands gingerly. Um, uh, and then we see Amaro and Char having a heartfelt reunion. Dun, dun,
1: dun. So there's a funny line in the dub here when Char detects Amaro's presence. He goes, What are you up to, Amaro? oh, it is Amaro. like that's how it's delivered. And I was like, oh, wow. Uh, wow, great. Great, yeah. Um, yeah." and she sees the Amaro in, in the Mark II's, the Amaro. God, she's reading ahead. These sees Amaro in the Mark II's hands. It's just totally shook. They see one another, and it's the end of the episode. So um, let me go ahead and cover the movie material for this episode, because this is where the first movie ends. And I, I think that would be like the logical point to do that. Um, so it is the same thing. Like nothing really different happens here except that, um, you know, you have Rosamia in, in this battle and it's a little bit past this point where I'm uh, excuse me, Yeah, uh, like it, it introduces in the movie Buran and the Ashimar in this scene with the freighter. Um, so that's, that's pretty much it. And then it's, uh, yeah, I think the other thing with the movie is at the very end when they have the Amaro and Shar stare down, uh, Camille only now like vocally is realizing exactly who they are in the movie at that point. So Mm -hmm. a little bit different there, but, um, yeah, so that's the end of the first movie. And I think when, you know, you get to the end of episode 14, they have that like, um, I don't know what the proper term for it is, but that it just pauses on that like hand-drawn scene of the Aldumla with Cots on like the hang glider in front of it and whatnot. So the uh, creators of the show clearly looked at this as the like, end of the first part of the show. Yeah. And it, that's reflected in the movie. Uh, I think we still have two more episodes to go. I think the first part of the show ends when Char goes back to space, but you know, whatever. I didn't make the show. I don't. So, <laughs> officially, <laughs> this is the after credit scenes. <laughs> yeah, uh, officially, uh, this is the end of the first, like, or whatever you want to call it, of the show. If we were to use today's anime terms, we'd call it the first core, although it's fourteen episodes.
0: Whatever. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, so, episode fifteen, cat sortie. Back to the shitty titles. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. So we see that uh, uh, Rosamia wants to join Baran's team, Baran's team, whatever his name is. Um, and he thinks that she's weird because she's a cyber new type. Um, but we learn that she has basically been brainwashed or something along those lines into thinking that the AU wants to drop a colony on the earth. Um, she keeps saying like she wait, she has dreams that you know the a colony's falling, uh, and Buran's like, yeah, you're crazy, but you're also crazy good. So you're you're welcome to join. And
1: man, we're gonna have more of this like mentioned later, and it's either this um, this Zeta episode or the next Zeta episode. But doesn't this work so much better with 0083 existing? Because they're in North America. So you can imagine that they would have had at least some effect from Operation Stardust being in North America. Now, yeah, it probably didn't make it as dramatic as they need to. You know, the, the um the the impact of colony drops on Earth and how much of an effect it has is incredibly inconsistent throughout Gundam, but we're going to just
0: ignore all that. This works. Even in, even in universal century, it's inconsistent. Like when it happens. Oh yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. I mean,
1: period. Yeah. But, um, it, it just works so much better because you can just say, Oh, you know what? I bet they were in North America when that happened and that they probably have fear of that. And the Titans would have made it a propaganda thing, even though they're the ones that dropped it. Yeah that was the point they wanted to make it. Well, I know they want, they made it look like it was, uh, you know, Zeon and axis. Fuck those guys. But of course they would play it up later. as like, Oh, it's just the terrorist that dropped the colony. They'll do it the anti earth people. Oh, they are anti earth. So
0: <laughs> a union, they're a union. <laughs> um, yep. So Hayato wants Amuro to train Cots in a mobile suit. Um, And mobile suit combat, actually. And we learned a little bit that Kots has actually been training a little bit here and there and like, simulators or something, or old suits or something along those lines. Um, And then we also learned that Amuro just completely does not trust Char at all. Um, For whatever reason. (laughs) You know, I I thought, you know, towards the end of uh, Mobile Suit Gundam that they had kind of come to, like, a, a peaceful, like, we both wanted to bang Lala um, type detente, mental detente. But no, Amro holds a grudge over a chick that he only met through like like five minutes in person and mental hula hoops later in space.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's those mental hula
0: hoops, though, that, that really do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Camille and Kotz actually get along quite well which I guess isn't surprising considering they both suck um, and uh, Kotz is basically talking about Amro to Camille and he's like Amro doesn't seem happy he's not the same person he used to be la la la, la. Um, and then uh, Amro and Shar get together finally and uh, Amro's like why have you come to earth and then Shar uh, says, I came to laugh at you. Yeah, the The least important
1: line of the whole scene. Oh
0: god,
2: it's
1: like the most famous line in the entire (laughs) series. It's it's the most famous and probably the least important. (laughs) Um, yeah, but that happens. Um, Yeah, because it's funny. Yeah, it's a rare moment of levity. It's a rare moment of Shar actually being funny. Yeah, And succeeding at it and not like having it happen
0: accidentally. <laughs> so um, I don't know if you want to talk any more about their conversation.
1: Oh, God, we have to go for because it. this conversation is reason number a lot that I don't like Char's counterattack. But we'll save that for the episode about Char's counterattack where I will shit on the movie the entire time. Anyway, <laughs> um, <clears throat> hey, there's pretty mobile suits in it. I, hey, it is beautifully animated. has great production <laughs> value. <we> <laughs> uh, wonderful scoring. It's pretty to watch. Um, much like a Michael Bay Transformers movie. <laughs> anyway. Um, so Char's actual advice to Amaro here is that he needs to try to live up to kats's expectations of him and be like more of a leader. So like he's, you're seeing a lot of Char's leadership qualities that he does not want to embrace. And here he is, sort of unconsciously doing that and trying to like coach up Amaro a little bit and then though you get into a little bit of um, you know it, it, we know that Char came back from Axis and um, was really just trying to figure out like why the hell are you around here like you he went away you were out this is all implied stuff but he's basically like you went out to the damn asteroid belt why couldn't you just stay there and rot That's kind of what Amaro is thinking here, in my opinion. Maybe he's (laughs) not, but um, Char says that that Lala's spirit is still within the Earth sphere, and that you know because Amaro, like he won't go to to space because he's afraid. Like he knows that too, and he's just afraid of of encountering her. He doesn't. He doesn't want to deal with that. Like he's not ready for it. And he has another line where he tells Amaro that a bird in a cage is nothing but a plaything for others. And I think that's a lot of what like that actually does impact Amro And I think it was really what starts him. He's already on a path where he's changing his way of not
0: doing anything,
1: but he's well, questioning it.
0: Right. He's like, he, I, uh, I think, I think this moment is really that the moment that starts Amuro on down that path, yeah. because before yeah. I think he was just like, he, he did it because he's helping I mean, cuts. He, Yeah, he was helping Kotz. I don't think he ever really planned to get involved other than just be there. Because, I mean, he clearly doesn't want to be involved or fight or anything.
1: Yeah, but yeah, that's that's well said, Lane. Yeah, this starts him on that, getting his head turning into, well, maybe I should
0: try. Yep. So Amaro and Camille meet up uh, right after this, Um, and we... You know they're talking, and Camille, you know, is telling Amro. He's like, "I hate being compared to you." Everybody's like, "Oh, I sent you." Blah 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 blah. Um, and then Amro is like, "Hey, what do you think about cuts? How's he doing?" And Camille's like, "If you want to know about cuts so much, why don't you go ask him?" So Camille does Camille. Um. Yeah. So they're they're off on a great start. Um. We get to meet a new person uh, who we've talked about a little bit in this episode already. Bell Torchika Irma shows up on a biplane. Um, Ew! good <laughs> um,
2: job, my job, just being Gundam
0: name generator. That's my job. Um, so Cotts uh, actually was the one that caught like I guess he like saw her and was like, "Oh, we need to let her in." Um, and then she's like, "Oh, Kotz, you look like a nice kid." And we're like, "We, you know, we're already off on the wrong foot with Beltorchica when she says Kotz is a nice kid. It's just not a good time." Um, so yeah, she, she's not really introdu- She's introduced, but doesn't really do much at this point. Um, but we get to see Pissy Amaro. Um, Amaro is just so pissy with Kotz, Um, and he's annoyed that Camille is being allowed to pilot the Mark II.
1: Yeah, he's emo in the shower. Why a teenager get to
0: pilot the Gundam? uh wash my junk now. <laughs> yeah, it's like the guy that doesn't want to fight is like wanting to pilot the Mark Two. He just wants a toy. Come on. But that's um, really yeah yeah. They're fun though. Um. Yep. Yeah. So Bel Torchica thinks it's weird that Amaro looks normal, even though he's a new type. So I guess like he's supposed to have horns or like a hook nose or something along slides. It's <laughs> It's weird.
1: Blue <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, but anyway, she's, she just starts being flirty with him basically immediately.
0: But she gets hot over Sharp first. Like she sees him walk by and she's like, oh, who's that hunk of meat? No, 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 no. She's freaked out by him. So, so she is. She like looks. So it's weird because like her first reaction is like, oh, who's that? And then like in the next sentence, she's like, Oh, he seems evil. <laughs> so it was, it was weird. I She seemed like she was hot over him. And then like a second later, she calls him evil. But then um, Amuro, Amuro stands up for him. Yeah, because she, she yeah. says that she thinks Char seems like a war-loving person. And Amuro gets pissed off and is like, no, you don't know anything, woman. He says, deep inside, he's a gentle person. I'm sure he is.
1: Amaro deep inside char at this point you know that
0: who knows get on board the biplane <laughs> we're about to see who's uh bell torture children are <laughs> um white lips <laughs> um, so out of nowhere this is just kind of like randomly in there rosamia just launches her suit and nobody knows she just does it Oh, um, no, I love this. I love that you say it that way because you know what my note says I'm going to read. No, let me read my note first because you're going to oh, like it even better. Yes. I think this is where Scotty says they randomly have fights every episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my actual note on
1: the page is feds approach and Rosamia launches because producers said to have a battle every episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, like Okay, like, yeah, they do this whole thing, like they're falling over the ruins of San Francisco, and you're like, oh yeah, we will learn about the Caraba base, and then for no reason, we have to pivot into a battle scene. And they make it work, but... Talking and, doesn't sell kits. Bingo. Yeah, but you could, like I feel bad for the creative team of this show at times, because its biggest weakness is this. The, the episode's moving along at a logical pace and oh crap we have to put in the action part and again they make it work but especially as you go through and, it, and it's not that bad up to this point you notice it a little bit when like they're in space but it's not that bad but starting around here and then especially as you go through like the next 20-25 like, episodes like there are points it starts to get kind of like, yeah. grating almost and, and this is the first time to me, that it happens where you go. oh, Okay, we're at this
0: part. All right. Yeah, it was it was kind of out of nowhere, um, and even more out of nowhere is Cat's uh, launching in the Mark II. Like um, even more, what the fuck is Char's is like? Yeah, go ahead and just open the hatch. <laughs> um, which makes sense. So Camille jumps in a Rick Diaz, which he's never piloted before, and else there, huh?
1: Nothing else there other than yeah. like memos and stuff. Which Amaro <laughs> like, maybe I'll do it, and then Beltorchka is like, you learn she's basically a new type at that point.
0: Um, yeah, they basically tell Amaro not to waste his time because he sucks. Yeah, even but, more than Katz does. But she's also like, you know, that you get a little bit of that new
1: type weird communication between Beltorchka and Amaro, and she mentions that same like fear of the sky falling thing.
0: Yeah, like Amro is, he's like in the corner shaking in fear at one point. Um, and Baltorchka is narrating this whole thing, and she's basically afraid of the sky falling, just like Rosamia is, or Rosamia is. Um, yep. So, yeah, let's go into this battle real quick. Cat sucks. He, uh, flails around a lot and doesn't know how to pilot the Mark II. Um, and Camille just chews him out for being childish. Uh, but at the same time, he actually manages to shoot off uh, uh, Rosamia's leg. Um, and then Camille beats it up pretty badly. Um, and, and right as it's about to sink into the ocean, uh, she ejects from the suit.
1: Everybody gets a limb. Kots gets a leg, Shar takes out a leg, and Camille takes out an arm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's there's something to be said here but let's not um uh hayato just knocks cots out um several times he basically goes uh what is it bask on bright on him
1: <laughs> well it's it, yeah yeah with camille he's like ah, i'm not gonna punch that guy but then it's his own like
0: adoptive uh
1: kid and he's like beating the shit out of him
0: um, and, and and I don't I don't even remember exactly why I put this in I, I remember now it, Kotz, he seems to be developing new type abilities as well and we've again we've talked about most everybody on the white face had new type powers but um, you know Kotz was like oh I feel like I was being drawn out into the battle as well yeah. well we know the kids do from the final episode of Mobile Suit Gundam so yeah yeah All right. but, uh,
1: but yeah there, I like the part where Camille tells Kotz to listen to his father. Yeah,
0: at least he has one. Well, kind of. It's a very do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do moment for Camille. Yeah, Um, so we are to episode 16. Uh, It's every other episode again, so we go back to good titles through the haze of darkness. Um, The Titans want to shoot uh, Karaba down from New Guinea. Uh, but Buran and Buran does not want to let anybody else shoot them down. So Bran basically is like, I'm going to take them out before the rest of the Titans can take them out. So it's a, it's a competition to shoot down um, the Aldumla at this point. And this plane can fly for a long time. It's got a lot of fuel.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You
1: do get a name drop of the Murasame new type lab in Japan.
0: Uh, I missed that one. Yeah, Yeah,
1: that's, um, that was, uh, Buran. He's, uh, like, the Titans are telling him to stop if the Aldumla moves over the Pacific, um, because, you know, they had their base now is in, uh, New Guinea. And so Buran, because he's a, these are Federation regulars, not Titans, (laughs) um, you know, he's saying, like, uh, if they do, like, let's contact the Murasame New type lab. But anyway, uh, and then it just cuts to Amuro and Galtorchika with some heavy flirting.
0: Yeah, Galtorchika basically says she wants to, to Amuro to wake up from his tired war rest. So she basically thinks he's um, been in hibernation since the one year of war. He basically condensed, like, an entire, you know, he, he's basically, you know, PTSD from one year of war, and she's like, "All right, it's time to get over that and be a man." Um, and to do that, she's going to help him by making out with him, um, and she's going to give him love and care and all of that stuff uh, to get what she wants. Um, and she says that I'm going to get what I want. I'm going to give him what I what what he needs, so I get what I want.
1: <laughs> there you go. And then Char walks in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Char refuses to give Amuro a suit. Yeah. Um, He's like, if you want a suit, you're going to come into space with me. And Amuro's like, no, I'm afraid of seeing Lala. I'm going to stay on Earth. Um, But Katz is like, I'll go with you, Char and Camille. And Hayato. Has no problem with that. He's like, okay. Yep, you're, you're a shitty son. Peace. You're a doctor. <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure you remembered. <laughs> uh, so kats and Amuro, uh, are cool now that Amuro has um, humped his way out of his slump. Um, and Implied. Implied, yeah. Um, Kotz is going to ride down to Hickory in Amuro's suit even though he's going to ride up with Shard Camille which doesn't make a lot of sense I think even somebody says that they're like why are you riding down with this guy when you're going to be whatever you're Kotz you're dumb Um, so Beltorchika takes her plane out so Hickory is like a hidden base essentially and and there's a lot of fog in the area anyways Um, so she's going to take her biplane out what's that it's the Bay Area
1: of California. Yeah, so that's
0: so. She takes her biplane out, which has like these red, like guiding lights, like if you think of like a landing strip or whatever. Basically, they're gonna, she's going to lead the uh, mobile suits and the, the Al Duma that are going to be taking off at Hickory um, there. So, um, Brand forces, Bronze forces uh, launch at this point because the they're, they're again they want to shoot down uh, the Al Duma before you know it gets over the pacific um Amaro detects them but uh he does not tell char and he says it's because he doesn't want to delay the space launch he's like i will take care of these guys and uh, so they don't worry and delay their their launch because again uh they, they haven't directly said it but there's a there's a window of time that they have to meet up with um with the argument in space, you know, you got to wait. The Earth's got to turn. Spaceship has to turn. You got to meet up at a certain point. Um, and, and you have to leave time for the feds to attack again because we have to have a battle every episode. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, this battle makes more sense though. I mean, in in the context of things.
1: Makes more sense, but you could still accomplish all of it by the, what you just said. Well,
0: not all of it. Most. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see um Amaro engages uh bronze troops and um he's he's very quickly back in form he he shoots somebody's face off pretty pretty off the the mark pretty good um not off the mark is in bad aim but like at the beginning of the battle. Yep.
1: Um, we, we should mention Amaro gets lost in the fog. He didn't get lost, he he purposely gets lost, if you will. Well,
0: that's why I said he didn't tell Char about the the troops coming in because he didn't want to delay their battle. So he kind of like, oh, I'm going to head over here where I new type detect these people. Um, so Camille relaunches uh, because, uh, but they won't let Char launch. So, so the Hakushiki is like strapped into the space shuttle. But Camille's like, uh, no, I need to get out of here and help. Amuro, because he knows what's going on at this point. Um, there are extremely
1: specific orders that Char and the or Quattro and the Hyakushiki have to go back to space where the rest of the AUG is, specifically them. And these guys at this base are like, well, yeah, we're not, we're not de- defying that.
0: Yeah. Go, go sit down. Yep. The animation budget just didn't have the Hyakushiki flying around this time. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Buran gets hit, um, but not blown up. I don't think he dies at this point. No, he's still alive. Um, he, Amro gives Katz the gun he used to fight Char after this battle's kind of like res- they calmed down a little bit. He's like, uh, and this is the gun that he used to uh, shoot Char at the end of the uh, show where he gets the scar on his head or whatever. No, no, that's, yeah. Does he get that from the gun, shot? No, that's no, from the, sword.
1: That's from this, the uh, fencing saber,
0: but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's at the, at
1: the end of the Battle of Abawaku.
0: Yeah. um, So, yeah. Um, so, Kotz holds Shara at gunpoint at, <laughs> once he gets out of uh, the, the suit and forces him to, ready to launch for space. So, like, Shara was, like, essentially trying to break out of the, the hold, and Kotz is like, nope, you're going into space, asshole. Um little we know that Kotz didn't even have the safety disengaged, but that's for the end of the episode. <laughs> um so Camille re-engages uh the Baran and, and his Asimar, and um Amaro helps Camille aim with, with new type powers, and they able they're able to take out Baran together. Um, so essentially what happens at this point, Baran grapples Camille midair. And then, um, right as it's about to stab into Camille, um, Amaro cuts off the Aasimar's arm. uh, And Camille is, unfortunately, going to miss the shuttle into space. Um, Baltorchka makes a nice little comment that now Amaro has woken from his sleep. She thinks warlike men are just as bad as frightened men, but she still may have sex with him.
1: <laughs> so, right, yep. Yeah, basically, there's a bunch of fighting. Ashimar's blown up. Uh, Camille's back at the Aldumla, and only Shar and Katz end up going into space. Amaro and Camille should have been with them, really, and they're not. Yep. And, um, Hayato also does get a message at this point, um, asking if they'd been able to contact Luo and Company in Hong Kong. And, um, not any context on who that is or why it's important, but
0: and Amaro gets a message from Kai. Yes. Uh Oh, but we don't know what that is in this but, episode yet.
1: Correct. Yep. And now, Oh, the other,
0: the other thing is that um
1: as Char is on that shuttle before it launches, they do give him a message that just says Caraba will put the Rick Dias and the Gundam to good use so that he doesn't, I don't know. I guess they're just, like, they're not on the shuttle, but we're good. We'll figure it out.
0: And, and Amro um, sends a quick text message saying, ha ha, I got it. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And, and the, this, the episode ends really oddly. Like Camille says, space. I wonder how far is. And then like the episode ends. Yeah. It was really Good translation.
1: <laughs> right before we get into the story arc where he finds a new girlfriend. Anyway. <laughs> So, right, like this for me is the end of the first part of the story. Char and Camille yeah. are separated again. Char's going back into space. Camille is on Earth, essentially alone. But, you know, he's with Amaro and all those. But they're essentially people he's just met. Um, he's was stranded there, more or less. Not on purpose, but that's what happened. And they're about to cross the ocean and go somewhere else. And uh, so, for me, this is the end of the first you know, third-ish of the series and
0: uh, yeah. Yeah. Th- I mean, th- the show has been good up to this point. Uh, I mean, it's definitely had its low points and high points, but um, it's, I think overall it's, it's been pretty good. you you get lots of character development. You get, I mean even in the the what three or four episodes we've had with Amro like he's actually progressed as a human being uh a bit, Camille still sucks, but uh he's he's showing sparks of like learning and maturity and being a good pilot
1: yeah um, sucks yeah so the the movie new translation, the second movie though does start at episode fifteen and so for both of these episodes, you get about twelve minutes of runtime, and that's for fifteen and sixteen. For fifteen in particular, you get about five. Uh, we just gloss over most of that, and basically all they do is that it's Beltorchka arriving to the Aldumla. The scene is completely redone, and you have Shar, uh, Camille, and Amuro all like working together in mobile suits to cushion the the landing of her plane. Symbolic, I, I guess We don't know what goes on later So um, <laughs> uh, And then You know, you get the quick thing about Rosami talking about the colony drop And then um, Beltorchka and Amaro are flirting And she mentions the Titans wanting to drop a colony on the moon Which is something not in the dub at all I don't know if it was a bad translation Or what, but it's different from the English dub of the series at least um, The other thing that is I think kind of different in a better way here is that as the adumba's approaching Hickory, they actually show a fed observation craft. Whereas in the show, it's like Baron has a hunch and that's what yeah. And it, it just, it works better. Um, a lot of new animation there rest is, it's pretty similar, a little bit different, but um, they also move uh, Camille blowing up the God plant here. And, it's basically like Camille gets separated from the shuttle because the God plant is chasing him and he goes and blows
0: it up and it doesn't have any of that stuff with cops running off or any of that, but that's it. That's all it does. That, all well, it. and that's probably good because that, that scene with cops was completely unnecessary. <laughs> yep. So in that sense, the movie did
1: pretty good here. So the second movie I think starts off on a good foot, um, getting the main points down way more new stuff as far as animation goes. And I like the earth scenes with the new animation because you can't see the artificial grain they inserted
0: as badly as you can in the space scenes. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah, they, they do that thing to try to like make it look like it fits, even though it completely doesn't fit, but it's like, why did you even do this? It's like they layer laid like a, a mesh on top of the new like HD stuff that they've created it's it's, i I don't like it we got this new film
1: now what if we put a layer of like dirty cellophane tape over
0: it yeah (laughs) yeah it is what it is i guess i mean it's it's nice to have updated content um so you can see things animated like nicer newer tech but um, it's it's, eh. For teas, they're like we're never yeah. going to remake the show to look like this, and we know we're not going to get double Zeta ever. We should. Did they do any compilation movies for Double Zeta? Not that I'm aware of. I didn't see any back. I've got the Blu-rays right here. I, I don't think it. They did any.
1: Well, they wouldn't be on there because they don't. They typically don't. Um, I'm sorry. They sell the compilation movies separately.
0: Well, so it depends. Like, I think...
1: The seed set is an exception. Well, like,
0: I think, like, 0083 movies. did Miller's report with it, and I think...
1: The, uh, th- th- there's a little different. Yeah. The, like, 12, 13 episode shows. Um, I meant the like full series, so, like, your Mobile Suit Gundam Uh, movies are sold separately. Zeta movies are sold separately. The Turn A compilations are sold separately. The uh, Double O compilation OVAs are sold separately unless you buy the giant box. Same thing with Seed. If you buy the giant box,
0: they'll be in there, but probably not separate. I I will have to note, for the next um, well, for episode 26 on of, of Zeta, the episode titles do get better. <laughs> they do get better eventually, but that first, that first yeah.
1: Got two bad ones in a row coming up.
0: Yeah, it's true. All right. You guys got anything else? All right. We'll see you, uh, from we can do man, my mouth. Um, <laughs> we're going to start the next part, part two of, uh, Zeta in two weeks. Until then, thanks for listening. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Newtype Flash on Reddit on the uh, Mobile Suit Gundam uh, subreddit. Until then, see ya. Avoid,
1: avoid those tears of time. Look at the COVID. <sighs>